Welcome to the High Vibe Podcast. I'm your host, Bree, and this is your weekly no-fluff self-development podcast for teachers. The High Vibe Teaching Podcast is the self-development you need to instantly improve your life and get through the crap holding you back. Becoming High Vibe has changed my life, and I know it can change yours too. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast episode. Now, I do want to start the show off with saying... I know last week I said that I would be coming to you guys with really, really big news. And trust me, I have really, really big news. But I'm just waiting for a couple more things to fall into place until I feel comfortable enough with telling you guys exactly what's going on. I'm still figuring out a little bit of key elements. So trust me, you guys will know probably next week, if not the following week. But that is a huge benefit of you guys listening to the podcast. I let you guys know first about anything going on, all the little details with my job search and all of that. So the video that's going out on YouTube this week, it's a product announcement. So it's about my creativity journal and for kids. So uh, it promotes creativity for students in the classroom. It's a really, really great little journal notebook. I'll link the video down below. It's one of my favorite things I've ever created um, on TPT to date. So I would love for you guys to go ahead and check out the product link down below and the video. But I was really looking forward to announcing to you guys what's going on, um, where I've been, and I'm not there yet. I'm almost there. It's good, though. It's really good news. I'm really excited to share it with you guys when I can. It's just right now, I just do not feel ready. And I know I feel like it's kind of like, what, dangling above your head, but Anywho, I'm sorry, but I know you guys will understand. Um, But thanks for being here on the YouTube or on the podcast episode. I love that you guys are here. We have so much fun here. So like I said on my YouTube video, um, I'm talking about creativity over there. But this week on the podcast episode here, I think we're going to get into the conscious self and becoming aware. And I think I'm going to tie in some creativity information into it because I have been learning a lot about creativity and how we have been almost programmed. I really hate to say the word programmed, but we have been conditioned in a way to not use our creative abilities on our, to our day-to-day lives, therefore leaving us feeling like we aren't creative. But in that product I talked about on my YouTube channel, we are creative people. Like we do creative things every single day of our lives, even if we don't realize it, we do. And you know what? If you are someone who's facing creativity, as in you don't think you are creative or maybe you create something and you are just really hard on yourself for whatever you create, I recommend buying that TPT product link down below. It's a wacky writing creative journal. I recommend buying it for yourself. Because I actually got the idea of creating that journal based upon literature I have read for adults. And it just brings the creativity out in adults as well. I went through it. I worked through it. And I will tell you, it's just such a nice stress relief to get all that out on to the page as well. So I will link it down below for you guys if you're interested in it. Um, Again, it's one of my favorite things I've ever created. Adults can use it. Um, I actually was doing a little bit of private tutoring during the summer, and I'm going to be gifting that to my student who I was private tutoring with. 
for them to continue their creative writing throughout the school year. It is really nice and I really, really love it and I think you guys will too. All right, if you're new here, welcome. My name is Bree and I am currently a teacher. I am in California as we speak right now, but I have been looking for a teaching job in the past five months with no success, but good news is on the horizon. For those of you who have stuck around a while, you know I have been posting a lot of updates on my YouTube channel, just giving a look of what the job market is like right now for teachers in California, um, what I've been experiencing with interviews, and what I wish I would have done differently, or not really wish what I would have done differently, more to what I feel has helped me or what I would do differently in the future. Um, again, there's no regret here. I don't regret anything. I did the best that I could at the time. Sometimes it doesn't work out, but it's all for a reason and a higher purpose. That is truly what I believe. So if you're new here, I have an Instagram and I'm telling you guys right now on my Instagram, I am going to be updating you guys like cray cray over the next month on what's going on. I'm pre-recording a couple YouTube videos um, because I know this next month's going to be crazy because me and my husband are going to be moving. And one of the reasons why I haven't told you guys details about where we're going yet is because I'm still trying to find a place. Who would know it's so hard to find an apartment, not even find an apartment to qualify for an apartment? You guys, I, I genuinely don't understand. Um, maybe I'm just going to go on a little rant right now, but I know it's not the leasing office's fault of who I've been talking to, but we're to the point where me and my husband are savers. We save money. I save money. I love saving money. And I'm really good at saving money. Me and my husband both are. We always pay ourselves first at the beginning of the month. And we have a really nice savings account. And I'm talking to these apartments and I'm like, no, I don't have a job right now, but I'm looking for one and I'm going to be getting a job. There's no way I'm not. Even if it's a restaurant job or even if it's like a job not in education, I will definitely be working. There's no way I'm not going to be working. I would literally go crazy. But it's so hard to get an apartment because they want like your last two statements of your job, which I have my last two pay scales or pay stubs. But, you know, I don't have a contract anymore with my old district because I resigned because I'm moving. But it's like that doesn't matter. They just need all this paperwork. They need to see proof of income. And I even show them the income that I make through YouTube and through TPT. And it's not enough. It's not enough to even qualify for a two bedroom, two bathroom. So, and even with my husband's, even with my husband's pay, it's still not enough either. And it blows my mind because I'm even like, okay, well, can we just pay six months in advanced? And they say, no, it, it's, it blows my mind. Cause it's like, literally I will pay you cash. I will pay you cash for us to live in this apartment. But they all say, no, it's very interesting. I'm sure there's a reasoning behind it, but I'm also maybe more interested in trying to find a place that will accept the cash like that. Maybe through an independent person, not a rental company. So that's just what I'm exploring with. And I honestly don't even remember why I went on this rant. Sorry, guys. I don't remember why I started talking about this. But also, um, please subscribe to the podcast if you like this content. I absolutely love my podcast. Um, I believe together we are becoming high vibe, working on ourselves, being in higher, 
vibrations to attract the things we want, to attract the lifestyles we want, and to be the best versions of ourselves. That is truly what this podcast is about. Being the true, authentic versions of ourselves. Keyword on authentic. Keyword right there. Also, last little announcement. I know, get into it, Brie. I know, I know. I just have a lot to say today. Can you hear my energy and all of this? It's just really good, exciting things coming along. But if you guys are interested, the High Vibe Book Club is going to be launching October 1st. If you are someone who needs a community, who needs a little bit of reassurance and some support from a community of like-minded individuals, this High Vibe Book Club is for you. We're going to be reading self-development books once a month. You are going to be part of a community that is going to lift each other up to help each other. And it's going to be honestly, truly magical. If you're interested in that, the link will be down below and it is launching in October. Super excited for it, you guys. And I know you guys are absolutely going to love it. And I know it's going to change your guys' lives. I know it will. All right, let's get into the meat of this podcast episode. And again, like I said in last week's episode, we are going through the book, How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole LaPera, because this information, I believe, is the baseline into becoming a high vibe individual through healing work, through energy work. And energy is just mostly mindset, in my opinion, having the mindset to persevere through the hard energy healing because we all need to be healed in one way or another. And I'm letting you guys know it's a constant thing. You're never going to be fully healed ever. It's kind of like teaching and just knowing of being a teacher that there's always going to be new information available, new strategies available to help you and your students. It's the same way with the healing journey. You're Throughout your life and the more you expand and the more you evolve into a more radiant person, attracting the things you want, being like living your dream life, the more you're going to have to heal the things that are continuing to hold you back. It's just constantly an up um, battle, upward, 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 and shutting off the dead weight through healing. And honestly, it's really fun. I like it. It becomes like a game in a way, because right now in my life, I'm to the point where I've been healing for the past year and a half, like actually being intentional with healing Um, understanding what it is and applying it to my life. And now I view life so differently. So when I come into a roadblock, I look at it differently. I look at it differently to where I used to. So now I see it as this is teaching me something. What am I supposed to learn here? Instead of maybe a year and a half ago, pre-COVID, I would just be sad and depressed and not want to do anything, just lay in bed and not even want to deal with it. I would just ignore it. So now the healing journey is just so empowering. It's a lot of fun. And it's even better when you're with like-minded individuals, which is why I want to create that community. So we're going into ta- chapter two, and this is the conscious self becoming aware. And if you guys are not new here, we have talked about the subconscious mind a lot in previous episodes. It's one of actually my favorite things to talk and teach people about. And eventually I wanted to make I do want to make a course about our subconscious mind and how to recreate our subconscious beliefs for us to live completely different lives. It's really powerful, um, the teachings with the subconscious mind. And once I understood what the subconscious mind was, how it was developed, and the whole development of it starting in your childhood, it just made so much sense to me. And that's when it started to click for me. 
now I understand mindset, energy work, um, changing paradigms, changing mindsets. I understand it so much better because of this information, because it just makes sense. Scientifically, it makes sense. So the reality is that few of us have any real connection to who we really are. Yet we want others to see through all of our layers of self-betrayal and onto our core selves. So that means that we all have intuitive selves, you guys. And that's what this book really tries to allow the reader to understand is that we all are born with an intuitive knowing, an intuitive self, and it's actually scientifically based or there's scientific evidence that shows that the heart actually reads information a couple seconds earlier than the brain does. And a lot of people connect intuition to the heart. And it, doesn't it make sense that the heart is so powerful? I mean, if you think about it, it literally pumps blood to our entire body to keep us alive. Um, and reading through this book, I'm understanding that, you know, maybe previously in science and medicine, uh, the brain was really focused on on being the powerhouse of the body. But I think more that I read about this research and about intuition and how the heart is reads information faster than the brain. It just shows me that I think science is maybe tilting a little bit more into the power of the heart. I mean, it makes sense. Our heart is freaking powerful. And a lot of times um, we can't hear our intuitive selves. Not a lot of times. This is why we can't hear our intuitive selves is because of all the chatter in our brain and our mind. Our mind's just going crazy. Our mind is going rapid. Our mind is telling us everything that is wrong, everything to be fearful about all the anxieties that we have. That's all of our mind just going crazy. And no wonder we can't hear our intuitive selves. It makes sense because you can't, it's hard to tell what the difference is between your intuitive knowing and your mind. And I'm telling you guys, um, that I have gotten to the place where I know the difference between my intuitive mind and, or my intuitive self in my mind. I can understand the difference because they come from two totally different places. And the only way I got to this point is through awareness and meditation or stillness. You have to learn how to turn off your mind. And we're going to go into it throughout these chapters or these podcast episodes, but we all have intuitive selves and I'll talk more about my intuitive self later on, especially when I announce to you guys where I'm going and what's going on with my job, because it's a pretty crazy story. And it's all, I will credit it all to my intuitive self. So just like before, we're going to give a definition of consciousness. And I do want to drive this point home. You are not your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. And the sooner you understand that you are not your thoughts, the sooner you will be free. Your thoughts more than usually put you in a little box, label you and hold you down. But once you understand that you are not your thoughts and your thoughts are just one part of you, it is freedom. So the conscious mind is a medical term as being awake. Okay. So when you're conscious, you're awake. That's the medical term, but we're going to go in a little bit of a deeper meaning and we're going to get a little bit more spiritual, I guess you could say, but this is a more spiritual definition of consciousness going a little deeper. Consciousness means it is a state of an open awareness 
that not only allows us to witness ourselves in the life around us, but also empowers choice. So this is a little exercise we can do right now. Probably not if you're driving, but touch your forehead right behind your fingers in the most forward part of your brain of the skull is the prefrontal cortex. And this is where your conscious mind lies. This is where we plan for the future, engage in sophisticated reasoning and complex multitasking. That is your prefrontal cortex, right where um, your fingers are on your forehead, right behind the skull. That's where your prefrontal cortex is. So some people are asleep and aren't aware that there is a script constantly running through their minds. And we believe that the script is true. Thoughts are not you. You are the thinker of your thoughts, not the thoughts themselves. And I'm telling you guys, the first book I read that really showed me this um, is The Power of Now. That book is a very powerful book. Um, I would absolutely love to read that in the book club eventually, but I'm telling you, it's pretty powerful. And that was the first time reading that book I was able to literally stop thinking. I was able to stop thinking and live free from my thoughts because I used to suffer from a lot of anxiety um, during my first couple years of teaching until I got fed up and wanted to change my life. That was the first time I understood the difference between me, like my intuitive self, me, my soul, and my thoughts. They're two totally different things. And a lot of people, I don't want to say a lot, but maybe a lot. I don't know, maybe, but people are asleep to this and they think their thoughts are truth and reality, but they're not. It's kind of like, I like to think of it as saying in your head constantly, people that listen to emo music are depressed all the time. Like, I don't know, just some dumb judgment that just replays in your head over and over and over. And you think it's true when it's obviously not, that's obviously not true. Or even telling yourself or self-sabotaging yourself saying, oh, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at math. I'm not good at math. Then what's the point of me trying because I'm not good at math? That is the script that's constantly running through your mind and honestly just holding you back. So the book talks about monkey mind. And this is a term that Buddha describes as having that constant chatter in your mind. It's monkey mind. So think of like, just going back and forth, back and forth, um, your thoughts just going rampant. It's called monkey mind. And I'm going to read a little bit on page 27 about intuition. So remember, like I said, when we can pause the monkey mind, we are able to listen to our intuitive selves. When we can make our minds stop, we can feel our intuition. So we all have intuition, a psychological and spiritual concept that refers to an, to an innate and unconscious wisdom. It's the evolutionary driven gut instinct that helps us keep us alive throughout human history and still speaks to us. It's that feeling of the hair on the back of our neck standing up when we walk down a dark alley alone. It's the deep belly feeling of distrust we get when we encounter someone we have no logical reason to doubt, but it's the spine tingle we get when we meet someone we know is special. This is your intuitive self speaking from your soul through your physiology. Typically, we are typically as children, we are in touch with the spiritual self-knowledge and have strong instincts. As we grow older and fall under the influence of others, we tend to be 
come disconnected from our intuition, our sixth sense gets muted. It's not lost. It's just buried behind our freaking rampant minds going crazy. So like I said before, the first book I read about the conscious and subconscious mind and um, mind in general first intuitive self was the power of now. And the first step in identifying your mind compared to your intuitive self is self-awareness. And in the book, it literally tells you to go take a shower and just watch your mind and where does it go and what does it think about? And that is the first step is just observing your mind through self-awareness. So self-awareness is the first step. Every moment of the day, our subconscious mind is shaping the way we see the world. It is the primary deliverer of most of our automatic behaviors. How we think, speak, respond, all has been conditioned by the thoughts, patterns, and beliefs that we become ingrained in our childhoods through a process called conditioning. Some brain scans reveal that we operate only on 5%, 5% of the day in a conscious state. This means that we are making active choices only a small sliver of our days and let our subconscious mind run the show. So that means that we run on autopilot. It's like living the same way every day, doing the same thing every day, not questioning why you do, do the things you do or why isn't this working for me anymore? Why do I feel stuck? It's stop. It's so when you're running on autopilot, you just stop asking why. And it's like you're content and stuck. Isn't that crazy though? You guys only 5% of your day, you are consciously aware of your day. Gosh, I think that's maybe one of the reasons why as I'm sitting here now, I don't really have that much of a clean, crisp memory about my first, second and a half years of teaching because I was running on autopilot because I was so not happy with my life. And that just makes sense. I wasn't awake. I was asleep moving through the motions of life. All right. So now we're going to get into this really amazing thing called homeo impulse or homeostatic impulse. And when we try to push out of the autopilot, we face resistance from our mind and body. This is called homeostatic impulse. The goal of our homeostatic impulse is to create balance in the mind and body. So I like to think of this as homeostasis. Same thing, in my opinion. And it kind of has the same wordage as well. So on page 29, it says the subconscious mind loves existing in a comfort zone. The safest place, it turns out, is one you've been before because you can predict the familiar outcome. Habits or behaviors that we repeatedly return to become become the subconscious default mode. Our brain actually prefers to spend most of its time coasting on autopilot. It is best able to conserve its energy by knowing what to expect. This is why our habits and routines feel so comforting and why it's so unsettling and even exhausting when our routines are disrupted. The, pr- the trouble is following our conditioned routine keeps us stuck. <sighs> you guys, this is so just, what is it, like brain um, exploding to me because I realized that When you become the creator of your life and you want to live consciously reverse, so you want to live consciously 95% of the time, um, your ego is going to battle you and your ego is part of, is part of this, um, homeostatic impulse. 
because your ego wants you to stay safe and your ego wants you to keep doing the routines that you've always done because it's safe, right? But the thing is, just because you change your routine or you change the way you think or you change your food style or whatever, even where you move, that doesn't necessarily mean it's dangerous. It's dangerous to your ego because it's new. And the thing is, it's just trying to keep you safe. Um, That's the whole role of the ego and the homeostatic impulse. It's just to keep you safe. So like I've said in a previous episode, we needed our ego and this homeostatic impulse when we were cavemen for survival, but people are still affected today by this. And when we make a choice to go outside our comfort zones, our subconscious will attempt to pull us back to the familiar by creating resistance. So there's mental resistance, which is the thoughts that this doesn't work, or I don't need to do this anymore. There's no point to do this. I don't need to change. That's all mental resistance. And there's also physical resistance, which is agitation, anxiety, not feeling like ourselves. But again, once you're aware of this behavior that's happening, you're already connecting to like your higher self because your higher self can see the difference. Your higher self can see the difference between you know, is this really a danger to you or is it not? Is this really just your, um, you know, ego trying to keep you in the same safe spot or is it actually a danger? So our subconscious is communicating to us, telling us what is new. So, you know, it's like getting those butterflies in your stomach when you do something new. That's a signal from our subconscious telling us this is new. Now, some people might say, you know, I'm getting these butterflies and I'm scared. I don't want to do it, but there's another way to view it. You can view it a totally different way. And you can say, oh, I have butterflies in my stomach. This is exciting. This means I'm expanding. I'm doing new things and I'm honestly living life to the full, to my full potential. All right. We're going into breaking free now. So when we develop self-awareness, a process called neuroplasticity takes place. A concept introduced in the last 50 years when researchers discovered our brains remain structurally and physically, oh my gosh, physiologically changeable throughout life. Oh my God. I'm sorry, you guys. Sorry. I am honestly like talking so fast right now, like a million miles a minute, but research shows practices like yoga and meditation help us to focus our attention on the present moment. When we focus on the present moment, it helps us restructure our brains, which is why yoga is such a powerful practice. Same with meditation and stillness. And in fact, MRI show the restructure of the brain, of the prefrontal cortex. The lobes actually thicken. And even closing our eyes and thinking about someone we love strengthens our limbic system, which is the brain's emotional center. This is all science-based, you guys. Like, can we just realize how powerful this information is? It's literally telling us this information, how we can live a better life scientifically. It's absolutely amazing. So in the book, it talks about two different examples about the power of belief and how powerful we are. Like we are so powerful. You guys, I don't really think a lot of us understand. I don't even feel like I fully understand, but I will tell you after this job search and landing up where I am, I'm actually realizing how powerful I actually am and it's mind blowing, but I'm going to talk about a study, um, about two men that pretended to be 20 years younger and 
through that study, the book said that just acting 20 years younger for a week, what they did is they put the men in the house and they staged the house like it was 20 years ago. They changed the photos um, to them 20 years younger. There were no mirrors in the house. And the scientists told the men to act 20 years younger, to do the things that they did 20 years ago. Um, even mentally feel like they're 20 years younger, how they felt 20 years ago. And the changes were really impactful. So they took before and after photos of a week later. And it looked like the after photos had been taken at least two years prior to the before photos. That's how big of a difference it was. And the changes ran even deeper than the physical and were most profound for those who embodied their younger selves. 63% of them demonstrated measurably higher intelligence scores after a week compared to 44% in the old other group. Across the board, all of the men in the first group reported improvements in all five senses from an ability to taste more flavors and food to better hearing and vision. So now we're going to talk about witnessing ourselves through awareness. And again, this is the very first step in seeing where our thoughts are leading us and seeing what we're doing to ourselves through our thoughts. So witness yourself without judgment. Just observe. Just like I talked about in the power of now that book. Um, maybe do this, you guys. Why not? When you go take a shower today, or a bath, whatever you do to cl uh, cleanse yourself, just go in the shower and observe your thoughts. Think, I, I still remember the first day I did this. Observe what you're thinking about. Observe the emotions that are connected to those thoughts. And then maybe you can start to ask yourself, huh, interesting. Just, just say interesting. I wonder why that's on my script today. Like maybe it's a worry or maybe it's a little anger, agitation, just observe it. No judgment, no judgment. Even the dark parts that you like to keep hidden, this is how you connect from your higher self away from your mind, thought, and ego. Like if you think about it as, this is how I think about it. I think about it as my higher self, like knowing more than I could ever know and just observing the thoughts that I think and I'm able to separate them. Um, it's kind of not really hard to explain. I mean, maybe I'm explaining it well right now, but I think once you guys get there, you'll understand what I'm talking about. It gets to the point where I'm like, huh, I'm agitated right now. Why? And then that's when you can belief dig and clear up the muck of your subconscious or thinking of things differently. But the first step is to no judgment, be aware of your thoughts, zero judgment, just be aware of what you're thinking about and how it's making you feel. Don't believe every thought that you have and know that you are the thinker of your thought, not the thoughts themselves. They are separate from you, yourself. Again, you have a higher self and you have your mind. Two totally different things. And our minds are very powerful tools, you guys. I will be talking about that once I tell you about my new job situation. So to begin to self-aware, we need to be in a space we consider safe and supportive to put down some of our defenses, take chances, and let ourselves go. So you need to be in a safe place. Um, maybe that's your shower. Maybe that's your bed, in your room, in your car, wherever it is. And try a few exercises every day. To create change, you will need to create a routine that you, that you will stick to, small daily promises to yourself. So for me, my small daily promise to myself is writing in my journal, 
and practicing meditation for at least 10 minutes. It goes by so fast and it becomes kind of addicting, but um, not in a bad way, but it's just like, oh, I want more. Like I want to meditate longer or it's just so much peaceful. You guys, like once your mind starts or stops rambling and with the chatter, it's so much freedom. It feels amazing. And just to let you know, if you're free to meditation and you're free or you're new to meditation and you're new to this whole awareness, like observing your thoughts, it's going to feel uncomfortable, but you guys need to think about it this way. You're doing something new. I'm 27 years old. The fact that I started started to meditate every day and aware my thoughts and be aware of my thoughts, I felt so awkward at first and it made me want to stop. But you have to think of it as I was conditioned for so long to live one certain way. Obviously, something new is going to feel weird and off and uncomfortable. But that's a sign that you are expanding. You're trying new things and you're ultimately living your best life. So when you do feel uncomfortable and you're realizing it, just breathe through it. Don't judge. If it's too um, intense... Empower yourself to stop and acknowledge yourself for identifying your limit and return to the next day. And I'm telling you guys, the first day I remember the first day I, um, what is it? Meditated. I thought I was doing it wrong, but the only way you do meditation wrong is if you don't do it. It takes practice and it takes time, but I would definitely say, start with five minutes, set a timer, like you can lay in your bed. I kind of want to start, um, sitting meditations, but Right now I lay in my bed with my back to the mattress, look uh, facing up. I close my eyes and I just get into a state of if my mind is going a little bit, I acknowledge it and then it starts to go away. Like my thoughts stop or start to subside and then I have zero thoughts and I just lay there and I allow and I'm present and it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful experience. So like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I do want to hint on a little bit of how we have been kind of, I guess, conditioned to think that we aren't creative. Um, And I think this goes really perfectly with this podcast episode, because like I've said earlier in the podcast episode, our intuitive selves are hidden through all of our freaking um, rampant mind going crazy. Okay. So I believe we all are creative in one way or another. We're creative with the food that we make. We're creative with our makeup choice, with our hairstyles, with our clothes, the way we speak, the way we present ourselves, the shoes we wear, the way we make our bed, our home decor, our homes in general, our rooms, our classrooms. Those are all examples of being creative. But I have been kind of realizing through creating that product on TPT and, you know, writing a whole little writing source about creativity um, in one of my writing prompts or writing source pages that we have just been led to believe that we aren't creative, that this little mind, our little monkey minds are telling us, you know, that's not good enough, or you won't be so successful and creative like this person on social media or, you know, that looks like crap or whatever. It's like our mind is just so mean to us sometimes. And that's why our mind holds us back. Like 
it's kind of sad um, thinking about all the things I used to tell myself. I remember, I think it was two and a half years ago. Um, I've said this before in my podcast, but I remember just reading about an entrepreneur and like seeing what they built through their entrepreneurship and their entrepreneur spirit and connecting with all these people and being able to speak at conferences and speak on TED talks and just be this person that I so wish I could be. And I literally told myself I could never be like that person. I could never speak um, out loud to an audience. I could never be a business owner because I'm not smart enough to do it. I literally told myself that. And it's so sad. That's so sad. But I'm so happy to be standing here today saying no, like anyone could be anything they want. It's all about what you're It's all about what you allow to be into your mind. There's a rule or a quote that I like. It says, no um, thought in your mind lives rent-free. So it's like, okay, well, do I want to have this mindset or this mindset? Do I want to look at a situation this way or a situation that way? And I will tell you guys, I've gotten to the point right now where I think of something that goes against what I want to be in life. I think of something that goes against my desires and what I want to build in my lifetime and who I want to be in my lifetime. And I literally say, if it's something that does, that is not for me, I tell myself, I don't need to subscribe to those thoughts. I don't need to subscribe to that way of thinking. And it goes even a little bit deeper to what I watch on TV, what I look up on Instagram even reading, looking at freaking news. No, thanks. I don't have to subscribe to that. I don't have to subscribe to anything that does not support me, um, through love, through like helping me know that I am worthy of anything I believe to, or whatever I want, my desires. And you are too, you guys, I think this was a really good podcast episode. Um, let me know what you guys think. Uh, if you guys could tag me, on Instagram at high vibe teaching. I would absolutely love that. I'll give you a shout out as well. Um, I think I'm going to end the podcast episode here, but I just really want to end the podcast with you are so powerful. If there is any inkling within yourself that says you are not enough, you can never do X, Y, Z. You don't have to listen to those thoughts. That is only one side of the coin. Look at the other side of the coin. One of the things I love is I love to watch and learn from people who are where I want to be. And I just see that they can do it. Why can't I do it? And I can. And you can. We are so powerful, you guys. We have the power to be anything we want to be in life. And I truly believe that. I truly believe that we are so powerful, creative people. And we should not let our subconscious minds hold us back. We should be aware that it's happening and want to change it. That's the power of all of this. It's so powerful. We are the creators of our lives. I don't want you guys to forget that. We are the creators of our lives. If you are living life and there's something in your reality that you are not in favor of and you don't like, unsubscribe from it. Change it from within to see it externally change on the outside. Okay, you guys, I hope you like this podcast episode. I really did. It was really nice in my opinion. And I hope you guys are learning so much through this. I am learning so much with you guys. 
Um, I love you all from lis- for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you guys are feeling my energy, feeling my love, and it's just making your day so much better, your week so much better. Um, maybe a mantra you want to tell yourself if you get a negative thought or like a, ne- a thought that doesn't serve you. I like to say, I am not my thoughts. Or I like to say, actually, my favorite thing to say, like I've said 20 freaking times on this podcast episode, um, is I don't have to subscribe to that thought. I don't want to subscribe to that. I do not want to. And guess what? You don't have to because you have free will and you have choice. But I do want to thank every single person for listening to this week's show. Please leave me a review and share to anyone you know who might find this valuable. doesn't have to be teacher or teacher's. It's really for whomever and follow me on Instagram. I'm going to be giving so many huge life updates. You guys, I'm really going to be using Instagram as such a more powerful tool to connect with you guys. I've been waiting and searching to see how I want to treat Instagram. Um, but I finally found it and I just can't wait to connect with you guys and just show you a little bit more within my everyday today life because my mantra every single day when I wake up is how can I be the best version of myself today? What is my greatest expression of myself that I can present to the world today? Every single day, that's who I want to be. Every single day, that is my mantra. So I would love you guys to come on the ride with me. Uh, Make sure to subscribe on YouTube subscribe to the podcast, and I will see you guys next week. And remember, Becoming High Vibe has changed my life, and it will change yours too. Bye, guys.